Hey, we're back on the rule of three. Uh, two comics, three topics, ten minutes each, no politics. The perfect podcast for your modern lifestyle. I'm your host, Tim Slegel. On the other end, as always, Mr. Bed Washburn. Hello. Hello. It's uh, uh, out uh, out on a ship again, uh, ready to uh, ready to uh, watch global warming. That's right. I am. It's, I'm uh, going to go up and see glaciers. I am. Exciting. Go up and see glaciers, and it's in fact the global warming so bad the days are about uh, tw- are about uh, eighteen hours long now, right? Yes, they are. They have increased by I don't know what the percentage of longer days it is. It's it was no politics. We weren't supposed to do politics. You jumped right in. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's not politics. That's science. Talking about the weather <laughs> is politics now. You know we'll get into politics if you talk about the weather. <laughs> Cannot talk about the weather. All right. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, later in the show, we are going to be talking uh, uh, about uh, uh, the, the the first civil war. Uh, uh, is apparently the uh, well, we'll get into why we're talking about the, the first, civil war. The first American uh, civil war, anyway. Yeah. Yes. First American civil war. Absolutely. Uh, we're also going to be talking about an interesting Van Gogh auction in oh, the second yeah. segment. Yeah. But in this segment, uh, uh, certainly not a happy subject. Uh, Bent uh, uh, has been has been uh, off the grid for a while because uh, he had a tragedy in his family. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. We had death in the family. I don't know if you want to. Yeah, my father. My father passed passed away. Very that part is sad, of course. As it as it always now, is. Now let's try to make it funny. Let's do this. <laughs> And see, and now they'll know how I felt uh, doing my talk at the funeral. I felt I needed to lighten it up. My dad had a great sense of humor, so uh, uh-huh. I was. You were tapped to do. You were tapped to do the eulogy. I was because I was up on a cruise ship, and they figured since I couldn't help with all the hard stuff, I could just write a eulogy while I'm on a cruise ship staring at mountains, and uh, it was it's very hard. Have you ever done that before? You've done that before. It's tricky. A, a, a eulogy? Yeah, or well, I, mine's a I, you talk. Know, you, yeah, that's what I called it. I called yeah. it. Yeah, actually, I called it a set. It just helped me wrap my head around it better. But just <laughs> that was my opening Did, line. Actually, actually. Ac- <laughs> actually, to be honest, to be honest, yeah. I uh, any time I had the opportunity, I passed on it. I felt uh, I, I don't. Uh, I, I'm really not. I, I, I'm really not good at being serious when I have to be. It, it it only makes to me that when you have to be serious, it only makes it funnier to not be serious. So oh, I, I've always passed. It's just irresistible for you to go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. To say the most inappropriate thing at the most inappropriate time. It's a it's a gift I have that uh, that isn't always appreciated by others. To make say, and when you want to say something inappropriate, I'm going to tell you a eulogy. Fish in a barrel. That's like shooting fish in a barrel. <laughs> There's so many. But, but what I, I it was it was what I found the most difficult part this is you really need to write those things out word for word but my writing process for 26 years I haven't done that I haven't looked down and read what I was saying to an audience and furthermore mm-hmm. uh when I dealt with topics I really cared about I absolutely was never reading it verbatim from a paper and so that was the first challenge I found. Like, oh, I can't do this like stand up. I can't work this at an open mic. You know what I mean? The way we do with comedy. I had to, this is one run and done. That's it. 
And hey, can I oh. can I get can I get five minutes? I'm working on a new eulogy. Yeah, put me on the show just to. Li- <laughs> and I was like, "Why are you laughing? This isn't. This is sad. This audience sucks. It's the, they're all comics in the back." But um, so that was hard. I did. I did. They asked me, knowing I would try to find the humor in it. Though that was the idea. I also spoke at my mom's funeral, mm-hmm. and uh, the very first. Thing I talked about was why do we have funerals, and the first line was as I asked that question, I realized the one person whose opinion I would value most on that is in the casket, actually, and he's the one I want to ask, and it went over that well. <laughs> it didn't go over very. It went okay. That that. Went. <laughs> What's the deal with funerals? <laughs> <laughs> What's the deal with? Actually, it's the a... first line that's not true. My first line was a prop bit. Uh, I I forgot I had gum in my mouth, so when I got to the podium, I I threatened to stick it under the podium. That was the first <laughs> with my gum. Where do I put this? That was the opening <laughs> line. <laughs> what I do with my gum was my opening line. And I honestly believe my dad would have loved that. He liked that. He had a sense of humor about all of it. He was. Uh, what did you do with your gum? Uh, uh, the man behind me quickly stepped up and handed me a. Uh, uh, a Kleenex, and I put it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, and uh, I uh, put the, and the there. man behind you was. He was a Mormon bishop. This was a Mormon funeral. Okay. And okay. my father was a devout Mormon, and uh, and that was another reason I had to deliver a talk because they needed someone who was really worthy enough and spiritual enough to to do the benedictions and blessings. I I was all that was left. You know what I mean? I I wasn't practicing enough. To Every, be everyone else, everyone else, but you, er, everyone you, else but you have left the faith. No, no, they're all Mormons. The, they can let me talk, but I can't be given the blessings and the benedictions. That they, I can't do that. I'm not worthy enough to do that. Oh, okay. I, I'd, I'd be nervous. I wouldn't want to do that. Oh, okay. So that's 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 why you had the bishop there. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, he just gave a talk. Okay, okay. I have brothers who are really, they're really good speakers and they're good people, and they did. They gave the blessings and all that stuff. Mostly, though, I did the talk oh, okay. because I just I was I wasn't there to help with all the other stuff. I did have some good lines. So, so, Tim. so, I so you so so, 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 you you were you were tapped to do the eulogy because you were the least Mormon in the family. Is that's, that what I'm getting? Yeah, that's what you're getting. Yeah. Well, <laughs> he's not going to do anything that'll screw things up for eternity. Which is true. You know, as I thought about it, as as I thought about it. I was nervous about screwing up the talk, but there's worse things in life, right, than screwing up a talk. And if you're at one event sure. in life that should give you the perspective, there are worse things in life. It's a funeral, you know. It's not like anybody died, you know what I mean? It was just a bad talk. <laughs> <laughs> it's worse things. But I try. I tried. It was very difficult. It's just so emotional to, uh, sure. to keep track of that. Uh, the arc and the through line and everything I wanted to say. Uh, oh, and not and not and not and not lose it. Not start. Not, not start crack. Not yeah. you know. You once your voice cracks. Once your voice cracks, the whole oh. the whole church starts bawling. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I just didn't want that. And uh, that's like a little. That's like a little gimmick for someone that has to give a eulogy and they really don't care. If you wanna, if you if you wanna get that, you want want that moment. Just crack your voice a little on purpose. <laughs> 
<laughs> and then and listen just, to the and I, listen to the sobs. I didn't even need to prepare. I could have just gone up and started crying. Say, you know, I'm sorry. I, I wanted to, but I just I can't. I can't. And then go down. <laughs> I should have done that. It would have been better. <laughs> so but, your best jokes from the eulogy. My best jokes, uh, man. I don't know if they'll make sense. <clears throat> my dad was a. Uh, you know, my dad uh, survived polio when he was 19, 20. He contracted polio. And what it did mm-hmm. was it gave him this hyper-awareness or gratitude for life. And, you know, there's an old joke that I've heard this many comics do this. That, you know, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger, You know, and, except for polio. It's the ex- exact opposite, actually. <laughs> <laughs> It is. You get weaker, literally, and uh, sure, and uh, and that it did. So, but I told him, you know, that's not true. It's a fallacy, a logical fallacy. It's just the only way you survive polio is if you're strong to begin with, especially when you get at his age. So, you know, people see, oh, that must make you stronger. Look at all these strong people, because people are dumb like that. They do that kind of stuff. No. <laughs> um, so uh, he was very strong, but what it did make him is lucky. He had this intense uh, gratitude, just a super intense gratitude for everything, for life that was just kind of kind of a little crazy. Like he could look at the ugliest scenery and say he just loved it. He said, oh, look, it's beautiful. Look at the colors. And you'd let, we're talking the ugly part of Utah, flat desert. I mean, there's not a postcard worthy. Oh, yeah seen in anywhere and he'd be like oh look at the colors which ones the browns or the grays dad which colors am i supposed to it was insane so those are the kind of things we i talked about just the he was a great man he was really great what else i had i had a couple good laughs tim i did uh but not if it was stand up i you would definitely say i bombed you would definitely say sure I would not get rebooked. Sure. Well, yeah, we're, we're work that set a couple more times. I think it's got some good lines in it. I think uh, I did one thing. Uh, yeah, I did get a booking at the funeral. Uh, one of our family friends. He's not. He's one of my brother's friends. I don't know him that well. And he said, "Well, that was great." And I said, "You know, I tried. I was so emotional. It was just so sad. It's hard." He says, "Well, you, you know what? You speak at my funeral." I said, "Oh, it'll be easier. I won't be sad." <laughs> 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 that's that pretty cool that's a good joke i thought right there yeah. uh, like, sure 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 you could actually you could actually run a facebook ad uh, uh mormon <laughs> <laughs> mormon eulogies and you, what you want to do is you you want to say show that ad to anyone in hospice <laughs> let me punch up your eulogy maybe i could go around they'd hire me to punch up eulogies <laughs> Let me give you a few lighten up that moment for you a little. <laughs> you humorless people. <laughs> so it was it was well, needless to say, there's it was sad. It was a sad time, but joyful, I guess. And I, what, no it wasn't. It was just sad. <laughs> it was just sad. <laughs> as, as it is supposed to be when your father passes away. Sure. So. Sure. Always difficult. Yeah. And uh never enough time.
Hey, we're back on the Rule of Three. Uh, in the final segment, we're going to be talking about the Civil War. And uh, 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 how is that amusing? Well, uh, we'll we'll get to that. This probably the darkest episode of the Rule of Three that we've ever had. Definitely, it's uh, I think because it is. this the this this next story also very dark. Uh, uh, it, the revolver with which Vincent Van Gogh is believed to have shot himself is to go under the hammer Wednesday at a parent's auction house. Man, so, uh, man. Uh, build is the most famous weapon in the history of art, <laughs> which, yeah, which, which is, which not, is debatable, and not, not the highest bar to clear. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> what? what? I, I, you, you know, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I think, uh, I think some people might, might, might uh, think Andy Warhol's airbrush might be, might be right up there. With the with the what? I'm did the he, most famous weapon in the history of art. What did he kill? You lost me, and I'm an artist, and I don't get that. What did oh, you say? oh, I, I I was just I, I was just uh, making a oh, bad art about joke. how bad it is. I got you. Well, a lot of people yeah, would yeah, say that. Yeah, God, they would. Yeah, yes, but I was yes, comparing was, it was, and was, the, just saying that that's such a small category. <laughs> Handgun. Oh, wow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Because yeah. if you broaden art, yeah. the history of man, and go to, you know, bomb, a bomb, or nuclear bomb, you're like, wow. <laughs> Maybe art isn't that powerful. All right. Anyway, so what is? It's a handgun. Uh, it's a handgun. The, yeah, it's a handgun. Van Gogh experts believe he shot himself with the revolver near the village of uh, uh, French. Okay, word. I can't Some say French that. Word. It's in French. North of it's north of Paris, where he spent the last few months of his life. Uh, it was discovered by a farmer in 1965, in the mm. same field where the troubled Dutch painter thought to have fatally wounded himself. Mm. And the gun has already been exhibited at the Van Gogh Museum in Amsterdam. So what so, kind of uh, evidence do uh, they really have? Just that they found the gun in the field and it's the right You know what I mean? Is that is yeah. that as far as they investigated this uh well, well no, apparently apparently the caliber is the same. I don't know if you can do the ballistics on it, but the caliber is the same as the the bullet that was extracted from his chest. I'm just saying by I... a, by a doctor, by a doctor he had painted just a few days before. Uh, <laughs> interestingly. Hmm. Man, it's also it's also you know and and if this if this sells, imagine imagine what they're going to get for the knife that he cut off his ear with, <laughs> and imagine how many of those are going <laughs> to pop up. I got the knife. No, I got the knife. That's a spoon. But yeah. <laughs> it just seems like this kind of you know this kind of like sports paraphernalia. It just kind of seems kind of shaky to me. It's just in a field. There's uh -huh. uh, there, there's in a in a related story in a somewhat related story I I understand that there's about uh, five churches uh, across Europe that all claim to have Christ's foreskin. What? Wow! He, I'm, yeah. I, there's a bad yeah. joke there. <laughs> there's a lot of bad jokes. Aren't there a bunch of them? Aren't there a whole bunch? <laughs> These souvenir markets well, are yeah, always yeah, this way. There's rife with counterfeits. It's amazing. There's only five. The, uh, the sure, sure. The middle in the, the Middle Ages was 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 rife with Catholic relics. Yeah, they were popping yeah. up all over. It's a, it's a Notre Dame had a, a, a still has the crown of thorns apparently. Which, yeah, I, uh, I, I I don't I well, maybe okay. <laughs> I'm thinking no. 
<laughs> it's just some lady who loved crafting. I'm from Utah. They craft all the time. And she made wreaths with thorns, and someone found uh, uh, it at a garage sale and said, I think this. And she said, yeah, yeah, you know, if I, uh, if I take this to the butcher and just kind of swish it around a bit and let it dry, I might be able to get a better price for it. Yeah, I don't believe that stuff. But this gun, is it possible? Yeah, I guess it could be the gun. Who knows? Sure, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, but but the but the interesting part the interesting part mm-hmm. is you know why wouldn't uh, why, why wouldn't the gun have been found? It was uh, uh, the the gun itself belonged. Uh, let me see if I can find this here. It belonged to the proprietor of the establishment. I don't know if it was where he was staying or it was a it was a bar he hung out. Well, he would have at, stolen but, it, but, and he shot himself. Did he shoot himself in the stomach? I think he did. Yeah, which why would you why would you do that? Because he why doesn't. Would you? He's a painter. He doesn't know how to commit suicide. <laughs> did not know. Biology. I think he thought headaches hurt worse than stomach aches. That's what he thought. Yeah, I, I already know what I already know what it how, how what it feels like to cut off your ear. <laughs> Maybe I don't want to hurt go myself anywhere there. near my head region. That hurts. <laughs> I don't, so he shot himself right, and he stumbles back. To wherever, to the doctor treated him, Doctor Gachet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Is who whoever says, "Where's my gun? What'd you do with my gun?" Well, oh, geez. Well, which, which well, first kind of, of all, which you kind of leads to. The, well, go go ahead, go. Yeah. Leads well, to, it kind of leads to the theory where they were, where they're saying that uh, uh, that that there were two boys that were playing out in the field. Oh, here we go. The Dutch artist had borrowed the gun from the owner of the inn in the village where he was staying. So you see, he didn't steal it. He borrowed it. Okay. Uh, uh, he borrowed it. Yeah, yeah. So if I was the owner of that inn, it would be like, you know how hard it is to get a hold of a gun in France? Well, Good Lord. <laughs> back then, not hard. I don't know. Was it hard back then? Uh, I don't it, think so. Yeah, st- <laughs> it's still probably pretty expensive. <laughs> I'd imagine. And if he came in... All, yeah, they didn't have... It's weird that he would come they in. They didn't all have sad. Saturday night specials back then. I mean, a, a, a gun was like a you know, it was a it was like a watch. It was very. Are you so it seems that? to me that the owner of the inn said, "Where did you do this? Where did this happen? Yeah, well, he came from that field. Well, I'm... Why would he have a gun? But they white flags, started... white flags, Tim, everywhere. They had lots of white flags, but they didn't have guns. Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> 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 so anyway, there's a theory. There's a theory. There's a theory going on uh, 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 based on a new biopic of the artist starring William Defoe at Eternity's Gate. Hmm. Its director, the renowned American painter Julian Schnabel. What's his last Ju- name? Julian Schnabel. Schnabel, very famous painter, or said that he painted 75 canvases in his last 80 days. Mm-hmm. And so he was unlikely to be suicidal. But that's uh, 70 paintings in 80 days. Good gosh. Every one of them better than any that Julian Schnabel has painted. (laughs) 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 Julian ought to kill himself. That's what should happen. He should see. I shouldn't say that. uh, But he should see those amazing paintings. Yeah, yeah, and I, I, I mean they're paintings. They're not, you know, they're not. They're 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 not little, you know. Granted, you know, people, you know, Charles Schultz used to do used to do a a, a cartoon a day. Yeah. But you know that that you know that was just you know lines. I mean, this is well, seventy five paintings, and eighty. So he's saying he couldn't have possibly been depressed, but actually, no. He said he said yeah, yeah. That's not. It sounds to me like he was manic. Yeah, manic depressive. 
I mean, that's, that's the thing is, Julian Schnabel's a great painter, so now he thinks, and he is, he's a great artist, and he's done some, but now he thinks, well, I'm a psychiatrist yeah, now, and he's too. Also no, sell, and he's also, sell, he's, he's also selling stuff. Exactly. Yeah, 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 you know, that's the thing. It's like 80 days. I have been painting for 80 days straight, and I still I, I still can't afford my own revolver. <laughs> what's, what's, what's wrong? Funny, is it? <laughs> <laughs> can I, do you want this for the gun? This for the gun? Well, can I just borrow it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. It'll be quick. So, anyway, what, so what they think is that what they there ahead. were there were two boys. Mm-hmm. They, they, there were two boys that uh, that they they think might have somehow gotten a hold of the gun. I know, mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe he went out to shoot. Maybe he was hungry and he went out to shoot pigeons or something. And the the boys wrestled the gun from him and shot him in the chest. I, yeah, I've seen like that kind of reenacted, but I I honestly believe it was suicide and he was manic depressive. I mean, when you read his what he wrote to his brother Theo, the letters. Oh man, yeah, he was. Uh, Definitely, I think. But but what do I know? I'm just a comic. I'm not a painter. If sure. I was a painter, actually, you know what? No, I'm both. So uh, there you go. My <laughs> diagnosis. <laughs> what do psychologists and psychiatrists You're... know? I'm a painter and a comic. Oh well, well, actually, actually, your dad was a, was a psychiatrist, right? He was, and he was a huge. Van so Gogh yeah, fan. so you huge have more fan. authority than Schnabel. I absolutely do than Schnabel, um, and my dad. <laughs> My dad would have definitely said, no, you idiot, you're a painter, and you're not, a, you, that's not how manic depression works. <laughs> and, yeah, it's yeah. not how depression works, period, yeah. So. Yeah, you, you know, and that's, and that's the other thing, too, is, is, is imagine how, how sore his fingers and shoulders hurt after 75 paintings in 80 days. <laughs> he still couldn't get Good it right. Good God. He was just, I can't yeah. get the hands <laughs> The hands are, man, hands are hard. And then boom. How many artists, the, the artists are, hands are so hard to draw. Boom. Over. Oh, man. Too soon. Too soon, Tim. It's only been a century and a half. Too soon. How long ago it's, was uh, that? It's actually, it's actually a little bit late. Oh, no. And on the final segment of the Rule of Three, uh, it's an article I found in the Wall Street Journal. I think it's quite interesting. It starts out as Civil War tourism history. Once a tourism staple for many southern states and a few northern states, destinations (laughs) related to the 1860 war are drawing fewer visitors. Historians point out that recent fights over Confederate monuments and a lack of interest by younger generations as some of the reasons... Uh, that the visitors have dropped off. Uh, uh, last year, 3.1 million visits to the uh, five major Civil War battlefield parks, Gettysburg, yeah. Anaheim, Shiloh, Chickamauga, Chattanooga, down from their peak at 10.2 million in 1970. So 1970, 10.2, 3.1 in 2018. I was, uh, I was at Chickamauga, Chattanooga in 1970. 
No war and, in sight. Uh, Nothing. It was that was well after nope. it's, uh, the fighting was done. <laughs> we thought. Yeah. But <laughs> the reason. The reason. The reason. Uh, uh, I, I had to actually. Uh, uh, I had to actually hike up to Lookout Mountain. It was part of a Boy Scout medal. But uh, do you have that medal? I, the reason why, why. The reason why I was excited by it uh-huh. was there were all sorts of tourist attractions. Uh, in the area at the time, there was a Ripley's Believe It or Not museum, oh, wow. uh, a, a bunch of a bunch of stuff. I think I think Ruby Falls is there. So, but it's, what uh, did you en- all... did you enjoy Lookout Mountain, or did you want to just leave immediately and go to Ripley's? Oh, I wanted to go. Are you kidding? Are you kidding? I wanted to go back to the Holiday Inn and jump in the swimming pool. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was all I re- I so, remember is like oh so, oh my god this is a long hike and see that's what's interesting because when you talk to the older guy they interview some older guy his name's Mike Brown his age sixty eight he said the reason the younger generation are not taught to respect history and then they lose interest in it no it's because everything was there was nothing to do I mean you know what I mean. <laughs> This isn't the only thing that's declining. There's lots. Hardtack candy isn't as popular. What's all the other stuff that's just. (laughs) You know what I mean? All the stupid things that we thought were were fun, and it turns out you get things like video games and amazing TV shows. Well, I think. You know, I think I think they probably used to let you go out into those battlefields with metal detectors. Oh, yeah. No, that's how you could revive. The whole industry, that's a good point. And then you could just flash back to last segment. You just get up some fake bullets, which are called <laughs> three ringers. And I learned this the other day. This is a... Uh... This is the pistol. This is the pistol that John Wilkes Booth. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, if you can have five foreskins of the man <laughs> spread throughout Europe and that fuels their tourism, why not? Yeah. It's a few uniforms and yeah, that's hats a, you know, that's a, that's a, that's a that is a really good point that these that these destinations well, well well there's a couple things is the the driving vacation which is what we went on in the 70s mm-hmm. is not really a thing anymore since airline de- deregulation yeah. people don't really get in the cars like like and and drive to a vacation like the like you know when we were kids yeah I mean, and it's not was, uh, it's not just deregulation i mean it's it's the technology just got so cheap right i mean it's all of that combined right air travel's cheap well well no mean, it's right? it, no it's it, well, no, it's, you know, rather than, you know, rather than pack up, yeah. airline travel was so expensive oh, back yeah. then. That, it's that, I mean, that's what yeah. you do. You, you would look for, you would look for tourist attractions that were a short drive from your house. Yeah. yeah. And, and now airline travel is so cheap. It's like, well, why, why are we going to drive for, Absolutely. you know, 12 hours when we can fly to Disney World for the, for the, for the, yeah. you know, for and, the week for a family vacation? Guess what's more fun than an open field where people died 150 years ago? Disney World. <laughs> Guess what else is more fun yeah. than that? Everything. Every for a kid, it's, everything. Uh, everything. Yeah. Yeah, there's actually there's is there is actually a Civil War land in Disney World? <laughs> what? <laughs> I know they with wanted a, to with take goofy, over with Goofy dressed up like a Confederate soldier. Oh, does, uh, I mean <laughs> Is this real? Do, do they, I bet the, I bet that somewhere there's photos of a Confederate flag bearing Goofy jumping around. In Disney, yeah. surely that would be there. Oh, 
oh, I, 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 no doubt in my mind. But here's here here's the here's the here's the real sad part. That uh, that not only is it not only is it isn't and it isn't just that is part of it I'm sure, but the sad part is is that Civil War reenactors aren't reenacting anymore. That makes me laugh they're, so they're, hard. They're they're. they're, they're <laughs> <laughs> I know. It always seemed uh, the Civil War reenactors always seem. Now I, I have a buddy who has a I have a friend of a friend uh-huh. who uh, uh, actually actually was the uh, was had artillery actually has a cannon, and and, uh, and, and he said uh, he told he told my friend he said you know do you want to come shoot off the cannon, and he goes oh I'd love to, and you know uh-huh. I would love to too, and then, then after he agreed he handed him a Civil War uniform. And it's like, well, what's this? <laughs> it's nerd well, ambush. You can't just shoot off the. <laughs> you can't just shoot off the cannon. The only way we are permitted to shoot off the cannon is under the Civil War reenactment permit. It's like, oh, oh really? That... I gotta put. Uh... That explains why now they're opting to reenact World War II in Vietnam. Better weapons. Like now, the only way you get her to shoot your well, AK. 47 out in the open is if you put on these camels and re reenact Desert Storm here in Nevada. Yeah, uh, well. Mm. Well, yeah, well, you know, it's uh, it's if you're going to reenact Vietnam, it's yeah. it's it, <laughs> you know, it's 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 pretty nasty if you want to be a, if you want to be Charlie. <laughs> you got you got to crawl through through tunnels. If you have claustrophobia, forget it. You don't do anything. What would you do in that reenactment? That that's just it's crazy that they're it's, reenacting uh, yeah, fall Vietnam. Yeah, tiger, fall into a tiger pit. And, uh, yeah. Are yeah. they reenacting Vietnam? But, 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 or which ones are they reenacting? I don't know. That kills me. Well, well, here's the interesting Here's the interesting thing. In the article, it, it says, uh, uh, what, 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 where the... Where the jaded Civil War reenactors are going? Did you did you read this I part? Did. I did. <laughs> Cowboy reenactors. That's where the reenactors who were bitter and jaded, <laughs> who are bitter and jaded. Cowboy. But but they're bitter and Cowboy jaded. Cowboy rea. How do you get? Which is which is kind of funny. It's like, oh, if I can't be if I can't be a Confederate, I'm going to be a cowboy. No, not even a cowboy. I'm going to act like a cowboy. Not even. I'm going to reenact. I'm going to lasso fake cows. Here's my the great thing I like is the guy at the shop said it's the bitter and jaded. How do you get bitter and jaded about reenacting? How does that happen? I wanted to be the colonel. How is that happening? You know what I mean? Like, I'm sick. What kind of... <laughs> I used to do it, but I just got jaded and bitter. I never got promoted. I was always getting shot the first three minutes of battle, lay in the heat for four hours. <laughs> I, I was a body last year. When do I get a? <laughs> it's just what? It's such a weird. It's such a weird world. <laughs> I thought of this once. That's a well, 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 and the the strange part is that you know, with cowboy reenactment, it, it, it kind of uh, it kind of does lead to uh, Westworld. If you uh, <laughs> that that you know that, that you kind of thought, oh, nobody, nobody would pay money to go to amusement park to act like a cowboy for a week. Oh boy, would you? Uh, uh, yeah, no laws. <laughs> 
shoot much more fun much more fun having a shootout in the street than uh, having your leg sawed off in a stinky that's, musty tent that's what I always thought to be a civil war surgeon reenactor <laughs> that that's the ticket <laughs> i'll do it if we get real uh uh what is it morphine if the if the morphine in that tent is real i'll be a patient <laughs> yeah, we're gonna go. We're gonna go for authenticity. Yeah. Morphine? Heck no. That's late. Heck no. That's, just a leather yeah. strap. Just a leather strap to bite down <laughs> on. Tongue depressor. Didn't I thought they had ether. <laughs> ether? They had ether. They had ether, not morphine. Morphine is World War Two. That's why you want to reenact World War Two. You want to be the German soldiers. They got all the pervitin. They did you know that they <laughs> they invented speed. Methamphetamines is what fueled the Blitzkrieg. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did know. That's why. That's why. That's why. That's why uh, uh, Hitler never showed his teeth because he didn't have them. Because <laughs> he was an addict. It's so. He was a meth head. <laughs> yeah. <He> was... <laughs> <laughs> that's why they want the re two reenactment. Uh, the World War Two reenactment. That's such a anyway. crazy hobby. Crazy hobby, crazy world. That ends the darkest episode of The Rule of Three. Uh, yeah. If you want more information on me, you can go to timslagle.com or... You can go to bentwashburn.com, spelled with a G, B-E-N-G-T. And uh, if you like the show, like us on Facebook. Uh, put a review on iTunes. Uh, uh, we want to get, we want to move up the ranks, so help us out. Share it with your friends and... Uh, We'll see you next week. I think uh, I think uh, our fact checker might be coming back in an oh, episode or two. We need him. This apparently, episode apparently, definitely. apparently, <laughs> we've been apparently we've been chalking up the mistakes pretty uh, pretty severely. I can't believe that we've been pulling stuff out of our butt. I doubt it. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> uh, other than that, we'll we'll see you next week. 